I saw Star Wars. Oh, so did I. It's the pizza. <laughs> no, it's the Rebel Taxi Pizza Party Podcast. I'm Pan Pizza. Who You're are you? You're branding this shit now? Well, well look, if people can find the YouTube channel, you know, it'll be easier. Uh, oh, oh, look at me. I can find the fucking YouTube channel. I just can't find it via the fucking link at the bottom of the goddamn video. Hey, some people could be listening to this on uh, <laughs> iTunes and never knew that I do a YouTube. Ch- we all do YouTube channels. Who the fuck's going to listen to this via iTunes if they don't know who you are? I don't know. <laughs> people searching for random uh, animation podcast. There is That's no. We're the only one. Yeah, well, we're the only no, one. That no, 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 no. Apparently. There's Toon Goons. Who? Uh, Toon. I don't know. I haven't watched them yet. Exactly. But like, on t- like, Call out right now to Toon Goons. <laughs> no, no. To fight you on no. the side of the street. No, bleep them out. We don't want to give them promotion. <laughs> yeah. Of the show. Just, we don't just, know them. Just I'm going to kick Toon Goons' ass. Nobody knows <laughs> who that is. So, yeah, we're the... Tricky num- will be playing through this whole thing. We're the number one animation podcast. So, I fuck everyone. Because there's yeah. else. Yeah. There's, a bunch. I, there's at least three I can think of. Three that Let's suck. Play. <laughs> guys we're not that egotistical we swear we love you all yeah no, but, this is not an act you're not letting him pull you i know this i know is... but i know we're just joking around but i'm i'm serious here like every other animation podcast is shit compared to us just we're, i'm not being, <laughs> oh my god i'm not being egotistical i'm just you know being factual here that is egotistical. it's not oh egotistical god. if it's factual Oh my god! <laughs> the, the views, the views and opinions expressed by Pan Pizza do not necessarily reflect those of Jim Jizzrial. Uh, uh, yeah, seriously, what do you got? You got just a couple other dicks no one's heard of making their own oh animation podcast. Man, fucking hey, stop. I like, I like the Saturday morning block party. All oh, right, that's all right. Hey, whoops! Uh oh, <laughs> I like that. Norbert, by the way, yes. both Pan and I have been on, I believe. Yeah, so that yeah, well, that's the fuck haven't I been on it yet? What the hell? Yeah, what the I fuck? don't know. Ask Norbert. But he yeah. had that he, he had that one Steven Universe writer on recently. It was a good episode. Yeah, ask Norbert when he's not jerking it to Maka from Soul Eater. <laughs> oh <my> God, <laughs> this is like like the Deadpool movie version of the Pizza Party podcast. I imagine since we haven't seen it at press time. We, uh, yeah. I almost got to see it. I had to teach a class. Like a friend of mine apparently has some like reward member thing where you get to see movies early. And he's like, hey, do you want to see Deadpool? I'm like, doesn't that come out on the 12th? He goes, yeah, but we get to see it early. And I'm like, oh, I have to teach class. You should take the class and then just come out like when you come out every 20 minutes. Like, why don't you draw what you feel? Anyway, I'll be right back. And then run. <laughs> no, what you should have done was like, class, we're all going to see Deadpool. Yeah. Except for most of you who are going to buy me chimichangas so I can eat them after I leave. So assuming you have some limited tickets, like you say, kids, who we're going to watch um, Daddy's whole movie, and I'll just be over here watching Deadpool. Shh. You just take them to a shitty film while you sneak out to watch Deadpool. Oh, Daddy's home. Foul trip. You know, you know what the, the craziest thing about Daddy's Home is that movie made a ton of money yeah. and nobody noticed it. It made like more than the other guys. It made it's Will Ferrell's second highest grossing movie in America. Damn. I, I what what is? are you talking about? Daddy's Home, the Will Ferrell. It's like it actually it did the the thing 
um, that they did with Av- what happens when you have a huge hit movie is there's always a couple other movies that end up making a ton of money because people are going to the theater and Star Wars is sold out or they see posters and they'll be like, oh, I want to see that also. I'll come back tomorrow. And that happens a lot. It happened with Titanic. It happened with Avatar. And it's happening with Star Wars mm-hmm. where Daddy's Home. The Squeakquel actually is credited with making a ton of money because of Avatar. So Daddy's Home is kind of like 2015 Squeakquel, I guess. <laughs> oh, wow. Gee whiz. Speaking of Star Wars, I finally saw it. Not that hey. we're talking about it anymore, yeah. but now I can be part of the conversation. We're tired of that shit. No, can I'll I install it too, yeah, by the way. I, can I just say Kylo Ren's a pussy and just be done with it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kylo Ren, I hate him. <laughs> the movie was okay. How like, dare it was, you? It was, I'm sorry, but it, it's it's the best. Okay, I've only seen the first of each trilogy, so like the first movie of each one, and that one. I think this one was the best one out of that set. Wow, out of those first, yeah. Uh, please, insult. Uh, like I think the episode seven was better than episode one and four. Your tastes just keep sinking lower and lower. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna argue about episode one. But <laughs> I just think uh, a lot of cinematography, how storytelling's evolved. I think that the fourth or the seventh one kind of just hits closer to home to where I want in a movie. So, like, keep in mind this is a subjective opinion, and you know, it's just from my experiences and such. I'm gonna okay, moving on. So, uh, yeah, what, I want the, I want your opinion to reflect my experiences. <laughs> Star Could Wars you, you episode should, seven should. was the best Star Wars episode four I've ever seen. <laughs> Stev. Yeah, so the next video is going to be either Tony Hawk's Boom Boom Sabotage or Top 10 Worst Nickelodeon Moments. I'm rec- we're recording this ahead of time, so I don't know which one I'll upload first. Yeah, just to let you guys know, um, the Boom Boom Sabotage, that, that's all me. I, that, all because of me. Oh, yeah, I, I briefly mentioned that you donated it to Aww. me. Yeah, years ago. Yeah, years ago. I finally got around to it. Maybe I'll eventually review um, Out of Jimmy's Head because someone else sent me that. If anyone remembers Out of Jimmy's Head. Yeah, I do. I mean, like a Cartoon Network we talked show? about it last oh, night on Gable's stream. Okay, so Out of Jimmy's Head, like, uh, in t- around 2006, uh, Cartoon Network made their first live action slash animated hybrid out of Jimmy's Head about a little boy who visits this knockoff Disneyland. Uh, he breaks his head on something. I think he gets run over by a train and all these uh, mascots and costumes at the park uh, operate on him and they give him the brain of... What is essentially the Walt Disney knockoff? Doll Daily or some shit? Yeah, like basically oh. Walt Disney's frozen corpse, and they just put his brain in the kid's Wait, head. And he's able are to these see mascots. Are these mascots like medical students who have training and doing <laughs> surgery, or they just like just did surgery on it? We don't know. We're not too sure. Oh, uh, because I, I like so, the idea that they're semi trained and like kind of came up anyway. Sorry. I'm like, I haven't seen this. I'm did, writing the show. Does the kid keep his personality, or does he oh. become the personality of the, the brain that he just got? Well, like, how's that work? He keeps his personality, except the brain uh, makes him see all these cartoon characters that belong to the Disney or the. Whatever corporation this is called. I don't know if that's how that works. It's kind of like a Who Framed Roger Rabbit style of real people with cartoons walking around. Yeah, except if Roger Rabbit was animated in Flash by a bunch of Philippine interns. (laughs) I don't know how true that is, but... Wait, who said Roger Rabbit wasn't animated that way? (laughs) Oh, Flash. Jim. Oh, except for the Flash part. The interns, definitely, though. Possibly, yeah. Jim, you don't know anything. Who would you know? 
Who are you? Hey, Come hey, you know, house. most most cartoons are usually animated by interns or poorly paid labor. Mm-hmm. I mean, without poorly paid labor, we wouldn't have the Mexican animators who made Rocky and Bullwinkle. <laughs> so, so we should really th- for that. We should really thank people taking advantage of poor countries. Is how we've gotten most anime. <laughs> That's sad but true. I mean, not, it is. Not touching it. Not touching that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was, that was like I have to get a job. So please stop. So yeah, we just so they just scooped up the, this kid's brain, threw it away, put it in the brain of the of Disney's Frozen corpse, and now he can see cartoons. And this was a TV movie, and it became a. A TV series which didn't last very long and it just vanished and it's now considered lost media because you can't find any of the episodes anywhere. Maybe the first episode, but that's about it. It was that weird bridge between like C and real where like, oh, well, it's kind of still a cartoon network. It's got cartoons on it. Yeah. Well, that was like that time between when uh, I feel like there was that awkward time in the 2000s when, like, kids' cartoons on Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon weren't as... It wasn't when Adventure Time and Regular Show and all this stuff happened. So it's like they were kind of testing all this stuff, and they're, like, mm. waiting for the new generation to take hold, which hadn't like yet happened. early 2000s-ish, like, mid-2000s? I, I, maybe, like, mid to late. I okay. feel like around when Adventure Time and Regular Show, that's really the era we're in now, but I remember... I remember talking to animators. They're like, man, I'd love to get a cool show on Nickelodeon Cartoon Network, but it just felt like everyone was developing for Adult Swim. Like, they kind of took over the 2000s because that's what everyone was watching, you know. It was like, that was what was exciting. And now it's like, I don't think Adult Swim has the same, uh, uh, charm, I guess, omnipresence that it used to be. Well, and charm. It's, yeah. That's because the switch in uh, management, though, and they were like, hey, you know what people like, uh, Sitcoms, yeah. Let's just put a ton of those on. There we go. Yeah, it's all better. It, you, I remember literally every Sunday night, I would always stay up too late watching Adult Swim, and I haven't done that in years. Like, I just DVR the shows I want, and the, the only ones I want watch are like Venture Brothers and which is back. Movies, which yeah, I I watched some of. I actually haven't watched. I fell asleep. So, uh, <laughs> but it seemed pretty cool. I I'm mean, enjoying it. It look. I like that they still have all the same. They it's a lot of the same people still working on it, even though they have long gaps. Mm-hmm. I'm still waiting for a uh, um, Symbionic Titan to come back. We barely got Samurai Jack to come back soon, so you know maybe in a couple <laughs> ten years. Four years. Yeah. If Samurai Jack does really well, I bet you they would consider it though. Uh, it's it's such a weird spot with that whole because didn't they write off the show for tax reasons? No, not Samurai Jack. Oh wait, Symbionic uh, Titan. Yeah, Symbionic Titan. Yeah, yeah. But if they create a new <laughs> show, well, I don't know. Maybe maybe the tax thing will change. Did they do that to Korra? Um, I oh god, that would be super funny if they did. But no, <laughs> um, IGPX they managed to reverse the tax write off, and then they could show it on Tsunami again. Now they don't. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because I know they went through like a like I remember like reading about like the really lengthy process they did it. So like if they're going to do it again, it's got to be really worth it. And I'm a little bit scared that Symbiotic Titan doesn't have the fan base for it. Like I loved it. Don't get me wrong. Like yeah. uh, that was one of those shows where like I wound up watching within like a night because like it's so good. I planned like one episode and then went all. When was that? When was that on? 
It was a uh, switch. The schedule switched like three, four times. Or, like I mean, I mean, sorry. I mean, uh, what twenty ten? Yeah, around yeah, there. It was yeah. way back because that that to me was like when I was watching it. Anyone I knew who used to be into cartoons was not watching it except for like the hardcore people, and I think that was the biggest problem. Is it like wasn't getting support outside of uh, big animation fans? Was like because if I talk to anyone about it, they were like, "What's the, I, I don't even know what that is. And they go, maybe I'll check it out. And of course they didn't. Oh. The problem is that uh, Symbiotic Titan was pretty much ahead of its time because if it if they waited a few years, then not, like now I feel like it would have flourished a bit. Or like oh, post-specific yeah. rim. Be- yeah, because the era of like uh, like online, like online fandoms was a lot more active, I guess. Like uh-huh. back in uh, 2010, it was just we had the, I was part of the small Facebook group and that was kind of it. And then like once uh, once the 2012s, 2013 started rolling around, people were starting to become much more active. What with like Cora coming along and like all these other like uh-huh. big shows. And well, yeah. And you have like the Godzilla movie happened. And I feel like nostalgia though, is what happened. Well, yeah. Nostalgia and like giant monster stuff has been a lot bigger in the past two or three years than it has been in a, in a long time. And I think like the thing with that Godzilla movie is it wasn't the best or anything, but I heard so many people discovering the Godzilla franchise through that. So I bet you if they had just rerun Symbiotic Titan that summer, I bet it would have done better because people were watching like kaiju movies more mm-hmm. because they were like excited for Godzilla. And like that's the one cool thing about reboots and stuff is like not only – do they this do you get a new entry but like with Mad Max I noticed so many people were discovering the old movies so it's like the concepts and the whole idea of them so I think that's like probably could have helped symbiotic Titan in a way mm-hmm. I would also argue that in a post Steven Universe world I feel like it would do better just because people are a little bit because uh, that one had a little bit more of a human element to it and more subtlety with I think some of the character interactions versus before the um, I don't know it, it just doesn't it's not as like bold as say like a vegeta time where like you know mathematics shouting and such like yeah it uh it took its storyline much more seriously and i know it sounds like an insult towards adventure time but that's not what i mean but like like for example i can't i can't think of another show that would actually like take out the title characters for like an episode or two because no. they took out because you know there's no symbiotic titan for like two or three and that's that's a really sh- a big shock to the system when it comes to an episodic show you know there wasn't that big of a fandom presence back then i mean all you had were really forums but now it kind of bled into social media yeah yeah if it had social media on its side it would have definitely flourished mm-hmm. plus it was also when Stuart snyder was in charge and like they oh, and gendy himself said like I, I shouldn't have mentioned Stuart snyder at all so f- cut, cut that fuck it anyway uh, just play tricky during that part yeah yeah, uh, yeah please <laughs> um no but he's gendy said himself said there was a change in management so the trust that he had built up in the um, company for all those years all of a sudden wasn't there anymore. Uh-huh. So these new, new people didn't really know his accomplishments or anything. And like they just were like – they didn't know um, – like the main com- competition with NCN with uh, Symbionic Titan was Generator Rex. Oh, yeah. And so they were like, well, Generator Rex is Man of Action and Man of Action made us a lot of money with Ben 10. So let's just give Generator X a full series order. I said series, even though they had one season, they ordered two additional seasons to make a whole series. And then um, they can say Monic Titan. 
And uh, it's really funny because Generator Rex ratings like dive bombed completely and they never recovered ever. They just kept going. They, I, I don't think they made a million like ever in their later seasons. And like eventually they just like kind of like it just whimpered. I mean kind of like whimpered and died. Hmm. Like um, I remember their toys. They had a, a made Generator X toys. And I have a few of them. But they, they were on the clearance shelves like only like a couple months after they were released. They still are at my at my Walmart. You can still find like one or two uh, Generator Rex figures. Yeah, nope. for like a dollar. Nobody wants to buy them. <laughs> no. Well, it, it kind of went out with a, a little bit of a, a, a buzz. I mean, like because right before the finale, they also had that Ben 10 crossover where Ben 10 looked the most detailed and kind of awesome it's ever looked mm-hmm. in the Generator Rex style. Yeah, no, but um, that they didn't air the last few episodes. They just put them online or something. No, no, no. I remember, like, I think it was uh, the day before Christmas. They just threw it up there, threw it on TV at, like, 6 a.m. Oh, God. That, oh. That's what happened to Titan. Um, on Saturday mornings, they aired it at, like, 6 or 7, the last few episodes, just so they could, like, quietly kill it off. Yeah. Or, I mean, you know, Cartoon Network loves doing that. Um, remember, it's, like, it's just so disrespectful to me. Like, just like, I mean, I get like you're running a business, but like, if you're going to cancel it, come the fuck on. Like, yeah. don't give it such a disrespectful ending. Yeah. Well, most networks now, if they just want to cancel it, they don't even run the other episodes. They just post them on Hulu or something. Yeah. Because um, it used to be. It would be like, it's canceled. What about the other four that were shot? And they're like, I don't know. that They're on a shelf. Leave me alone. And now it's like they, they put them. That's kind of anytime you hear of they don't cancel shows as quickly. But last season, I know there are a bunch of shows are like and the other five are on Hulu. You can watch them. We'll make some money on that, I guess. So they should just have done that. And then if the, what if the fans had really gathered behind it? And suddenly they're like, oh, shit, that was like our biggest video online for a couple weeks. Why don't we just bring it? Why don't we actually air these properly? You know. But uh, Cartoon Network also loves to air shows like if they have a bulk of episodes, both Ben 10 and Mystery Incorporated got aired like one episode a day for like two months. Oh, yeah, that was Mystery Incorporated was hard to keep up with because it was on at like 330. Like, I don't think I, I think I. That's a show like if you didn't have a DVR or went on BitTorrent, which I don't and I don't know anyone who does. I mean, that would be horrible if you did that. But um, that's pretty much how people watched it because they can't. Um, there's no other way you could have watched that show. I mean, 3.30 on a weekday. Like, come on. Oh, it, it got, that was worse for Ben 10. Ben 10 Omniverse got one o'clock in the afternoon. Ouch. Yeah. I mean, so like and, not even. And most not, cause that's going to hurt because most kids are watching Young and the Restless then. So <laughs> it's going to hurt. Rating. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, because I know Omniverse got killed not because of the ratings, but because the toy line wasn't doing well, and it wasn't even because the toy line got a chance. Basically, a- Ultimate Alien did so bad at Target, Walmart, and all the big like name toy stores. None of them took the toys, so like Omniverse never got a chance to be sold. You could literally only get them at like Toys R Us and then the Cartoon Network website. Some people might say I have an attitude. Don't mess this one up, hot shot. In case you haven't noticed, I have this problem with authority. But being a secret weapon's a real ego boost. This young man is a miracle. Sometimes, though, I just want to be normal. I'm glad you're out there helping, because as far as b-ball skills go, you're hopeless. Nah, I'll take secret weapon over normal anytime. 
Generator Rex, a brand new series starting Friday, April 23rd at 8.30 on Cartoon Network. Wow. Yeah. yeah um, and now they're now they're rebooting it and like the whole series. And I'm just kind of worried, like, again, like, I feel like they're just so focused on making it a kid's cash cow. Like, like I'm, I'm genuinely upset that like Ben 10 doesn't get like the like good care and like treatment because you could make a really good franchise out of it if you really wanted to. It really wasn't that bad. Like I really enjoyed Omniverse, but I also like a lot of potential. Like there's so there's so many good ideas that you could like do with it. And there's so much original sci fi stuff you could do. Well, Well, do you know what the how Omniverse ended? It was supposed to be an intergalactic road trip between Kevin, Ben, Gwen and Rook. That would have been awesome. I was so excited. (laughs) Well, at least that universe, at least that storyline ended with a really like fun. Let's go travel the world. Yep. I mean, the or universe, whatever, omniverse. I mean, do they just strap on rockets to um, Grandpa Max's RV and they just go fucking flying to the to space? <laughs> Though I do have to admit, without the grandpa, the show the sh- the show loses me. Like the grandpa is like my favorite. Oh yeah, he's a uh, the, the voice actor who's also in Metal Gear. Um, he's not going to be in the reboot. Wait, no? what? Wait, what? Nope, not even Tara Strong. <laughs> complete god Terry strong's getting the fucking shaft these days Again, yeah, yeah okay yeah because like let's see there was a teen titan straight to video movie teen titans versus justice league and like before any footage was ever shown uh tara strong and her voice acting friends just all rallied saying hey they're not hiring us for the this new teen titan straight to video movie wtf and it just made a big stink on twitter and then the same with uh, the new Powerpuff Girls TV series. They got new voice actors, and they <laughs> she rallied against that. And I guess now Ben 10. Uh. So basically, um, Tara Strong's entire career is just... They took our job! They took our job! They took your job! They took our job! They took your job! They took job! They took our game. They took our jobs. <laughs> well, okay. Job. Gotta, uh, fucking grandma gets the shaft. Oh. Well, you got to like stop and think. And it's like, okay, if this is a recurring thing, what exactly is happening? It's not like the industry just decided, eh, fuck Tara Strong. It's got to be either how she's playing politically. Keep in mind that every time she doesn't get a role, she makes a big stink about it, which is kind of bad PR and just kind of, you know, I, I would be worried about working with her after that. Uh-huh. Or she's trying to charge too much. So, and she's not going to openly say, well, they didn't agree to my terms. So they went with someone else, you know. Uh, obviously, yeah, but, some of them, well, they, they have like the benefit of like everyone going, we weren't even contacted. That happened a lot. Like, she wasn't even contacted for some of these. But it might have just been, they were so used to how much she got paid before they ended the show. They're like, there's no way we can get her to come back for. Mm-hmm. To make the show profitable, because like that's the problem with TV is that it keep it goes up in price as it goes along. So mm-hmm. by the time the end of Powerpuff Girls, especially, I bet she was making like a, a pretty good amount of money per episode. Or I don't know how they pay voice actors necessarily, but she's probably had a higher contract, and they know they can't just get her to come back for what they would pay the voice actors they got for the reboot, which is I'm assuming much cheaper. Yeah. You know, a lot of this is assumption but i mean that's usually how it is i mean it's just like the thing with like 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 let's say with star wars right i know it's a different it's live action acting and not voice acting but like they paid harrison ford a lot of money to come back and do promotion and do all this stuff and to get her to come back and do the conventions and really promote powerpuff girls i think they knew like we can't just give her like a shitty 
you know, shit pay, she's Tara Strong. So I think it like might her reputation might be going against her, which is crap and shouldn't be, but that's just kind of the reality of it, you know. So it might not even be like her saying anything. They just might like, call someone and go, How much did how much did she um make for Teen Titans go or something? And they're like, Ugh, we can't do that. Never mind. Also, you know? let's step back and say we're we're talking about the Teen Titans Young Justice crossover movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, wouldn't her cartoony voice not be fitting for the characters? I guess not. I mean, they're going for a more uh, dramatic, realistic look to the style. Well, she can do that. I, mean, I guess they're trying to like separate themselves from the uh, other Teen Titans. Well, mm-hmm. are they doing all the other voices, or is it like everyone but her? Uh, everyone, like all the voices are recasted. No cyb, no. Oh, uh, well, no. Well, Craig Sipe says Beast Boy. Nothing. Well, well they already had a boy, I mean, Beast Boy voice actor in Young Justice. Hmm. So it, it wouldn't make much sense to bring him over. Uh, yeah. Then then I think it might it might be the tone, but it also might just be because that's like a lot more voice actors if you're doing Young Justice and Teen Titans. So and and while Tara Strong is very talented, she does mostly comedic performances. I mean, even when she's trying to be like serious, like say she's in Mortal Kombat, but all I can hear is Timmy Turner. <laughs> that takes me out of it, you know. Well, also, you know, the thing with voice actors is unlike. If you are in something in live action, in when they sell it to other countries, which is how they make their money, they just redub it. You know, unless Tara Strong knows German or, or Swedish or something, um, you know, they can't. They're not going to want to spend a ton of money on a big name because they're like, well, we're going to have to recast it anyway when we sell it to foreign countries and have it redubbed for you know whichever language. That and one more thing is just I kind of like I understand Tara Strong's very upset about some of these roles, but at the exact same time they keep hiring new people, and I feel like she should be a little bit more like excited about all the new talent coming in. I know it's competition, they but took her job. <laughs> I still feel like there should be this like little bit of like, all right, you know, congratulations, you guys do a good job. I'm still mad. It's okay. I mean, it did seem like that that at first, like she was mad at the <laughs> at the new voices. Like even Craig McCracken and I think Lauren Faust also commented on Twitter. Like they, like I think Craig said these were the ingredients chosen and shows a picture of the three original voice cast. And it kind of made it seem like they were attacking the new voices. But later they cleared up saying, "No, we're mad at the studio. Not we wish the new girls the best. Oh, we fucking hate you, you fucking bitches." Oh, fuck. <laughs> Have, also, when are they going to release a preview for that? Like, I mean, I know it's 2016. Well, they, they've had just started, but they had some ads where it's like I know I saw the one with Clarence and he's looking at the sky and he sees the the, the streaks of the various girls when they're flying go mm-hmm. over. I don't know if they've done other ones. That's oh yeah, there, there were several though. cartoons, but yeah, but we've only seen like teasers for it and like when they first announced, when we first announced the the thing. All they did was show off the voice actors themselves, like saying, hi, I'm blank and I'm going to be voice bubbles. And they don't even do the bubbles voice. It's just like they're putting the actors up front. I guess maybe they want to make it like more younger and trendy, like young girls will follow these uh, these voice actors on Twitter or such, you know. It's mm-hmm. it's the current generation, especially after a post YouTube world. Uh, people aren't interested in following products. People aren't interested in following personalities. That's why you see a lot of showrunners now are more in the forefront. Like, you know, uh, it really started with community with like Dan Harmon. Like you can't separate the two. And like when they did, 
the show's ratings plummeted even further than they normally are. Mm-hmm. But like um, it was right now, you look at all these uh, YouTube people, you know, big YouTubers like Markiplier. They have very devoted fans. Like Markiplier is not nearly as famous as say a bunch of the TV star movies. You know, when you think about that, his videos get a million views. But then, like, you watch, like, someone's watching Big Bang Theory and they got 10 million. He's still kind of small in retrospect, but his fan base is much more rabid. Mm-hmm. Like, um, at Andy PopCon, we we tripled our attendance just by him alone. Like, that was just people to see him. And, again, he's he's not that big, but he is big. Mm-hmm. And um, if, you, if you can get people latched onto the personality, not just the product, you're going to have a much more longevity so uh, I wonder if that's part of their contracts for the girls. Well, that that's actually a interesting to bring up because, well, first off, one thing is that your Twitter reaction to a TV show is factored into your ratings now. So if you have – if you're a star and you have a Twitter following and you can get them to tweet questions at you, that's going to count for the ratings of the show, especially when the show's on. I think it's a day or so – before and after the show's on but also if you anytime i read box office mojo or deadline hollywood and i read the weekly box office reports they always bring up they're like and this person is really active on social media so like kevin hart for example they know he's going to bring in a certain amount of money because he can tweet and post instagrams and i think he has a facebook group like he'll be posting updates and getting people excited constantly and that's like one of the reasons like Vin Diesel does that and he's very active with his fans and he's able to get people excited be like this is the director and why and the comments are insane and it's like every studio and TV and TV channel is looking at that because they're going they can show the investors and be like look all these people liked and are passionate about that and they're like if half of these people see fast and furious eight or go to see a dan Harmon show or whatever then they can go oh, okay then i'll invest in it so it's like mm-hmm. it kind of helps you out in a lot of ways mm-hmm. but brave new world you know because it used to be if you had a show like mystery science theater if it was on the way it was on in the 90s it would be a much different environment they probably support it because they'd go look at all these tweets they made this dumb joke about Lindsay lohan I mean, not now. I'm saying if it was anyway, that's yeah. it was weird. I'll, I'll let it go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that also gets people in trouble because if you look at the Ninja Turtles, the whole Jason Biggs being Leonardo, they, they, they linked his like personal Twitter account to the official Ninja Turtles Twitter. And so all these kids are like scrambling upon him being an adult, you know, and he's like, what do you expect? I fucked the pie. <laughs> in the movie. which are we gonna see that in Ninja Turtles? No, no. <laughs> Wait, he's... yo, Mikey, check this out. He's the voice of Leonardo. He was uh, for the first two seasons, and then they used his video game uh, like stand-in because they're not gonna pay Jason Biggs to be a video game oh, character. Okay. Uh, so he replaced him for the the rest of that round because I think when they announced it, they were so far in production that you know they couldn't just replace him. Wait, Jason and then, Biggs is big enough of a celebrity to have a sound-alike person? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the weirdest part of that whole story. Well, okay. And then the, the best thing is that, like, uh, Leonardo got, like, destroyed in one of the episodes. So he was, like, down for a couple episodes. And when he comes back, he's now voiced by Seth Green. <laughs> like, apparently, they, they, the in-universe explanation of his voice change was he hurt his voice box in the battle. Wow. 
<laughs> Seth Green, of all people, that's too distinct of a voice. That would be like a curse if you got hit in the throat and you, you suddenly sounded like Seth Green. Oh, hey, guys. You're like, oh, my God, I can't, I can't stop. I can only make robot chicken-esque jokes all the time. <laughs> Surprisingly, both voices worked really well for Leonardo. Yeah, but I don't know. Seth Green's voice is too recognizable for me. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, I, I, I watch Family Guy and think, oh, wait, that voice is Seth Green. Oh, that reminds me, like, okay, speaking of voice changes, um, the show Mucha Lucha about the wrestlers, like, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think the third season, uh, the voice actor for the main character, um, Ricochet. Ricochet, changed. It opens to just Ricochet wrestling with someone, and uh, his friends are just saying, wow, Ricochet sure has grown a lot over the summer. Yeah, his voice even changed. (laughs) (laughs) Reboot. Reboot did a similar joke. Hmm. You guys remember that show? The CGI first one? Uh, They apparently switched out Bob's voice actor because he got thrown into the internet. And then, like, when they found him again, (laughs) he was now voiced by Cheetor from Beast Wars. Well, they did a plot where another Bob showed up that was, like, uh, keep in mind that the original Bob got kind of mutated. Uh, so he wasn't the same model. So they brought back the old model, and they got the original voice actor back. And they're like, this guy even sounds more like Bob. He <laughs> <laughs> wow. gets thrown into the internet. Yeah, the That's, show was like in a I, computer. Oh, yeah. I know, but like it makes you make it sound like they just threw him into a computer screen, and he just fell through the screen. <laughs> Not with voice actors, but if you watch the show Roseanne, because they switched one of the daughters, Becky, to a different. It was one actress, and then it became the girl on Scrubs. <laughs> And then when the old girl came back, the first episode, everyone, every time she'd walk into the room, the joke would be like, where the hell have you been? And she'd be like, I just went to the store. And the studio audience would like go crazy because she hadn't been there in two years. It was like the dumbest joke. And they kept doing it. Everyone would be like, where the hell have you been? And she'd be like, I was just in the other room. Ha, ha, ha. You guys get it. They didn't do that, what I just did. They didn't do you guys get it. But it was like, like yeah. Yeah. Wow. Arrested Development tried to do that joke. Uh, the character Anne, who uh, had a different actor the first time they uh, – actress, the first time they showed her. And then the second season, she switched to a new one, which is now April O'Neil. That that person, it's like voices like everything on Nickelodeon that's female. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she was also in Scott Pilgrim. But they were originally going to change her actress every time she appeared because the joke about her was she was so unremarkable. Oh, you know, it's yeah. Like, <laughs> Anne, I think was her name. Yeah, actually, you want to hear uh, a recasting that has to do with her is she's the little girl in Independence Day. And since she's like a working actor and has, you know, a little bit of a following, like people know who she is. Everyone thought she was going to be back in the sequel, but no, they went with the girl, uh, I think her name's Michaela Maroney maybe or something, from It Follows instead because um, basically she's hotter. (laughs) So they got everyone from the old cast back, but apparently all the kids, they went, let's get people who are more attractive now. And that's basically what they did, which is the worst, especially for her who like people remember from Scott Pilgrim and Arrested Development. But she's not in Independence Day Resurgence. They recasted her. And there was controversy. They didn't they didn't care. They're like, we're Fox. Fuck you. <laughs> well, they didn't even get Will Smith. What's the point? Well, they didn't get Will Smith well, or um that other guy, you know, the one I want. That, well, he died. He died in the first that, one. I, I in, know, in, but they can bring him back. He'll, he'll say, well, maybe, I'm back. But he's like half that's, alien. That's the surprise. That would be – I would lose my mind if Randy Quaid came back. But you know about what happened to Will Smith's character in the Independence Day universe? What? 
What? So they, they killed him off, but how they revealed they killed him off was on the website for the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm. And he apparently uh, died in a test uh, when they were doing a, a, a flight test for a, a new plane they designed with alien technology. And he died in like 1997 or something. So uh-huh. apparently that's how they killed Will Smith's character off a byline in their website. <laughs> Which I was like, oh. guys, you could put that in the movie. Like, that's so, after, fucking, that's so fucking great. Just like, <laughs> well, he wouldn't, he wouldn't leave Suicide Squad to do it. And I was like, dude, I think they'll work around your schedule. Like, just like work it out. And apparently, Will Smith's very interesting because he'll say no to something, and you'll read about him saying no for one reason, and then he'll do interviews and he'll change his mind about why he said no to something. Like. Goes through interviews on why he said no to Django. It's never the same reason. It's like it's like it was too violent. Christoph Waltz was the main character. I'm a stupid asshole. Like there's all these different answers. It's like he's he's a weird guy. Yeah. So you want to get into the news? Oh shit. Yeah, we do that news. We've been doing this a lot. We're uh, <laughs> about thirty minutes in. Good job, everybody. Uh, Nice try. Bring out the tiger in you. Let's break, Tony. You got it. Winners, practice hard and eat smart. Like this complete breakfast, including the sweet crunch of Kellogg's Frosted Flakes. Where are you? Speaking of celebrity Twitters, um, Tony the Tiger has been getting harassed by furries. <laughs> That's great. He went on a recent tirade about blocking every single furry profile pic and such, just so they would leave him alone. They're all trying to just like yiff at him. Like Tony had made one Twitter post saying, I'm all for showing your stripes, feathers, etc. But let's keep things great and family friendly if you could. Cubs could be watching Smiley Face help him. Wait, is this is this the, <laughs> the is this the actual Tony the Tiger, like the cartoon character? <laughs> yep, the official Twitter of Tony the Tiger himself. Wow, wow, oh. that's cool. Maybe I'll follow him. I'm gonna go Save follow him. him. Please. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Sonic Twitter just continues to shit post. <laughs> yeah. uh, Sonic Twitter doesn't give a shit. Well, well I mean, I... why would they give a shit? Sega only has like five dollars and a penny. Yeah, they're <laughs> fucked. Well, didn't the Sonic the Hedgehog one, like someone responded with like, rest in peace, Sonic the Hedgehog. And there was like this like article about like the top 10 worst deaths or something in video games. And then Sonic's Twitter responded with rest in peace, YouTube gaming. And then it's Twitch with yep. the image they had. That was great. Tony the Tiger is fucked. Hmm. But other news. Hey, the voice actor for Squidward, uh, Roger Bumpus. Yeah, he got into a DUI and was arrested. Uh, Wait, when does this, when does this podcast become... TMZ. It's animation what, what, news. It counts. That <laughs> no, was just like you got. He might be having trouble in his life. Oh, He's probably going through a rough period. He's been know. voicing the same shitty character for over ten years. He probably wants to die. What if he saw Tom Kenny and whoever voices Patrick, and they were hanging out and they were having fun? It really annoyed him, so he got drunk at a bar. And then he got arrested for a DUI, and he's like, "Tom Kenny, I'm a goopy gooper, yeah." Anyway, what was the, what was I, the other I hope. Huh? What? 
Squillington? What was the other squid? The Squilliam. Squilliam? Yeah, that, the, that's what happened. Squilliam stole his girl, and then oh. so he uh, got drunk. Well, um, I, I hope he he gets over this, and, you know, I feel for him, because, you know, that's probably not fun. Well, so. he's out now. They bailed him out. I'm sure Viacom... Nickelodeon personally bailed him out, <laughs> and they, like... They grabbed him by the shirt. They said, you're not going anywhere, motherfucker. That's it. Five more seasons of this. No excuses. No. Hey, you know, everybody goes through a rough patch. I hope he gets better. I mean, he's an adult. He can drink if he wants to. I mean, well, not so much get drunk and drive around, but, you know, I'm sure he just, I don't know. Well, was, was he, like, really over the legal limit? Like, if it's, like, point a couple points. I mean, you know, maybe you just had a couple of glasses of wine. And I was going to say was, why do we always just jump to assume that whenever a celebrity gets pulled over for DUI, it's like they're having like a, a alcoholistic, like terrible time. It could have been, he just went to a party and thought he was a little bit more sober than he was. Yeah. And someone, someone didn't grab his keys. And so he went home, you know, well, like then, then you could bring up the whole idea of tolerance. And, you know, if he drinks regularly, he could have been completely sober based on uh, blood alcohol levels of that person. So next news. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> hey, remember that pilot liquid plaza turbo? Yes. What? Who? Yeah, yeah. In the year 21X, Lord Boxman opened a store to arm his robot horde. But the heroes of Lakewood Plaza are ready to fight. Yeah, so th- that pilot that I talked about several times, which is basically like this little kid and he's like Goku and he just hangs around a plaza cu- starting fights and beating people up. Yeah. And it's a good pilot. It's an animated pilot, but now it's an iPhone app for free. It's You can download it right now. It's called OKKO OK Liquid Plaza Turbo. And it's pretty much a, a very simple beat-em-up, Ben. That's what it is. I thought it was okay from what I played. I mean, I played like... I think it says I played 14%. Mm-hmm. I, I really liked it. I had a lot of fun with it. All the music and everything, you know. Yeah, it's very um, kind of like River City Ransom where you explore a, explore an area instead of just going into a straight line, you know. Yeah, I okay. like that pilot a lot. I actually was kind of bummed that it didn't get picked up. Like I It's thought, gotten, wait, no, I thought, I'm pretty sure it got greenlit because it's got like three new shorts that came out this week. Yeah. Well, it got shorts in the game, but like I, I like that one more than the Steven Universe short at the time. Oh. I was surprised that it did. It, <laughs> like to me, that was the strongest of that group, you know? Yeah. And- yeah. Well, the big thing about the three pilots is that one of them's uh, animated by Studio Yada, mostly known for their uh, Eagle Raptor music video. Star Bomb. Which I remember a while back you mentioned Studio Yada was working on a Cartoon Network thing, but you couldn't say what it was, and this is what it was. Bada bing, bada boom, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it uh, go ahead. They made several anime. They made so far three uh, animated shorts in different art styles for uh, Liquid Plaza Turbo. But I don't know. I'm thinking maybe it's gonna be like this. They're trying to turn it into this multimedia thing where it's like you can download the app and watch the cartoon and. Buy the toys at the same time. I, I mean, I guess that's what they're trying to do. Uh, maybe. Like, I know that the three pilots that got released are each focusing on one character. It seems to be one of the three main ones. And I think the art style choice was partially just to, like, experiment more and then also give each character their own. Because if you notice, like, each one's based off a different character. And then the art styles almost reflect that. But I like the one that's done by Studio Yada, the th- thick outline, colorful one. That Which, what hap- what happened in polished. that one? 
Um, Rad basically is trying to power up, and then uh, someone compliments him, and so he starts blushes, and his blush is like an energy blast. Oh, okay, yeah. It's uh, it's really well animated. Like it's it's like really animated. Yeah. Uh, some of the cleanup work on the line, especially in the first like ten seconds, it's a little rough, but like. For the most part, it's just shockingly animated for something that Cartoon Network produced. Mm-hmm. And you got to give props to uh, Yada, even though it definitely – you could tell it's animated in Flash here and there. Yeah. I mean, it still looks really, really good. I mean, Flash isn't an insult, you know? No, no. It's just uh, some of the – like, uh, if it's when the character, the rad first talks in the pilot – or in the, the short, you can see where, like, there's some really messy lines that look like the f- Flash brush was drawn and wasn't cleaned up well enough. Um, and then also one other issue is that Cartoon Network accidentally, and Yoda's really pissed about this, they uploaded a interlaced version of the, the cartoon, not a progressive scan. Inter- Please explain the difference for those <laughs> commoners at home. Uh, interlace is where uh, it has like this ghosting effect. Like if you pause at any moment in the short, you'll see like frames from the f- before that frame and the frame after kind of ghosting oh. on top of each other. Okay, so like it doesn't. Like a TV transmission where you just see a bunch of uh, horizontal lines, like, sort of being disoriented. You know, like mm-hmm. a TV so, transmission. You, it's almost like looking at stuff with onion skin, where you could see, like, past frames and future frames going, because it's all blended in together. Progressive, it would be a perfectly still frame, finished shot, versus this one, it's all blurry and nasty. Um I know that Yada that was not Yada's fault. And from what I've heard from friends that work there, they're 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 not necessarily pissed. They're just not really happy with that. But uh, again, they got something on Cartoon Network, even if it's only on their YouTube. Mm-hmm. That's still awesome. Yeah. So yeah, basically <laughs> progressive is like a full image uh what's the other one? Isometric what's it called? Uh pro- progressive and interlace. Inter- interlace is two separate images compiled together like bricks. And mm-hmm. to make one image, which is, I guess, cheating. That's that's how older TVs work. So I think that the most shocking thing about the picture is when someone hides their identity online, you think they're potentially the most hideous person ever. And I was like, oh, you're you're not. You know, I was like, I was like, why are you hiding yourself? I don't know. That's what I thought. It's more fun. No, yeah, but it was just like shocking. I was just surprised. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I it's the were, best. Yeah. Because, uh, like, uh, like, all right, um, if, you, if you get known too well, people start – like Markiplier, for example. He lives literally walking distance from the Game Grumps place to record. Mm-hmm. He can't – he has to drive there in his tinted windows because <laughs> fans know where that's at. And, you know, uh, so, like, honestly, being able to, like, kind of sneak into conventions is pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd just be like, guys, I just want to buy my hentai, leave me alone. Oh, man, I mean, I, I did... <laughs> not, not that I'd get good hentai or anything, because nobody has my specific niche gay hentai, but whatever. Gay raps? Not, well, yeah, or also baras, like, there's not enough. What's a bara? Uh-oh. You don't know what the fuck a bara is? No. It's like a big muscular dude. Big muscular, big chubby dude. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Sadder news, um... We lost the voice of Joe Alasky. He was the... Oh. Rude. Okay. Joe Alasky <laughs> was the voice of Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck in a lot of different franchises. Like, he was Plucky Duck in Tiny Toons. He was Yosemite Sam in Foghorn Leghorn and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. He played Bugs and Daffy in Looney Tunes Back in Action and Duck Dodgers, which is like the best uh, Looney Tunes spinoff. 
And he was yeah. he was also a uh, Lou Pickles from the Rugrats in the later seasons. Wait, he didn't. He wasn't Bugs in Space Jam. No, that was someone else. That was Billy West. Oh right. Oh sorry. Yeah. In fact, uh, you could you could find a DVD set where uh, instead of saying commentary with Billy West, it says commentary with Bugs and Daffy. <laughs> I, think- I got really excited because I thought it was going to be the entirely the podcast. The whole thing was going to be like recordings with him being those two characters written out. No. He just kind of like casually interjects with the voice. I'm like, oh, <laughs> but I'll I have too high. I remember the uh, Fairly Odd Parents movie, Outer Catastrophe, did like Cosmo and Wanda commentary, like completely in character. Hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and there was also um, for Jimmy Neutron, like there was a special on TV where they played like the Jimmy Neutron movie, but they had commentary from the from Jimmy, uh, Carl, and Sheen, but it was like a mystery science theater style where they had their heads in the bottom corner as they commentate in really? character. That's and, awesome. And it aired like once, and you can't find any footage of it anywhere. Mm. They used to do that on in, in the early 2000s when DVD was starting to take off. I know IFC would do that, and they'd play the movie with commentary. Mm-hmm. And it would be like commentary Thursday or something. And but some of the commentary tracks they played were like ones that weren't on DVD. So like I, I forget which ones, but I remember they're like rarer commentary tracks for certain movies. Like they record new ones, but I don't think that ever took off because that's hard to <laughs> like you have to have seen it already pretty much. And yeah, you know. and I just want to watch the thing because I remember Nicktoons Network like they were playing Avatar: Last Airbender, and I was like, all right, I'll watch this, and it was with a. Um, pop-up track the, yeah the fucking pop-up fast like i just want to watch oh, my yeah. show come on i was that gonna was, bring that up because ben 10 did that for the first season they just like threw like it, it was kind of awesome because you got to learn the name of the aliens because you know you always heard them from the 10 year old's perspective heat blast but you find out what it's actually called mm-hmm. stuff like that was neat yeah but joe alaski like duck dodgers was the probably the best looney tunes spinoff ever i think it was good i watched it i mean that and tiny mm-hmm. tunes were like I don't know. I guess those are the two best ones. But yeah, Duck Dodgers, that was my favorite because it was just, like, I don't know what other Looney Tunes character or segment can get its own series besides Duck Dodgers. I guess you could do Roadrunner and Coyote, but that's been done so much. It's yeah. it's really hard with Looney Tunes because so much of it's been mined so many times that like going back into it, you really have to know what you're doing. Yeah. And also Duck Dodgers gave, gave us a Martian Queen. Oh, I was thinking about it. I didn't know if I was going to say yeah. it or not. See, I was going to say Marvin the Martian. Who gives but... a shit about him? But Martian Queen, which it, it's it's <laughs> they always do this in animation where they have like the guy character Mar- Marvin the Martian. He's just this cartoonish looking short man, but Martian Queen is just this curvy near realistic human character goddess <laughs> which <laughs> i'm not really complaining here because she was great you can clean up after yourselves jesus christ but uh joel Asky also did this other voice for the spider-man 2 video game you know who he played in that game oh oh no dr connor's class I got so caught up in what I was doing, I forgot all about it. It's gonna kill me. You play Dr. Connor? Yeah, he got so caught up in what he was doing, he forgot all about it. (sighs) We always go back to the Spider-Man 2 video game on this podcast. 
It's a good game. Yeah. It's a good game. It's it's a great game. And also my friend uh, Dustin, he got me uh, the uh, ultimate Spider-Man game. And I have yet to play it because I haven't brought out my Wii in years. But <laughs> yeah, um, I'm hoping uh, that that one's just as good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know it's cell shaded and you can play as Venom. Yeah. I never played Ooh. it. So yeah. I'm, I'll, let, I'll let everybody know mm-hmm. how it is. Joe Alasky, rip in peace. R.I.P. Fam. Yeah, so let's get into the questions. Okay. We're not going to talk oh, about wow. the Fine Brothers. I feel like people really want us to talk about the Fine Brothers. Oh, yeah. Well, wait, wait. It'll be just like done to death by then. Actually, well, can I mean, we it's... talk about Doug Walker? Because I feel like that's more. What did Doug Walker do to us? No, I'm not. I'm just I'm not going to insult him. I'm not saying that. Okay, well, okay, Jim. What, I just what would wanted you like to bring to it up. That's all. What would you like to say about, what about Doug? Well, the only, I mean, that sucks for him that it got taken down and that Studio Ghibli apparently was the ones that uh, filed the copyright complaint. His, a bunch of his, he got monetization turned off. Ugh. And didn't he have stuff taken down? I remember monetization was taken. The only thing He's that I He's not allowed to upload anything past uh, 10 minutes. Yeah. But he, I know it's fine now. He got it restored, I believe. But the only part of that whole thing that I thought was at all funny was the part where he goes, make sure if you make videos, you're backing them up and they're on a hard drive. And I thought he said it kind of like that kind of just occurred to him or something. And I was like, that's a weird thing to say, because don't most people do that? Like, (laughs) you know, back up their stuff. Yeah, he's 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 lost a few videos because he didn't back them up or they were deleted somehow. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he said he said that in such a way that I was like, that's a weird thing. To, I kind of thought there was something going hey, kids, on there. Make sure you use common sense. A- any uh, videos he lost? What what are them? He lost um, this one video. Well, they're not like ones that were ever shown to the public, period. But um, back when Rachel Tice was a member, I, I probably butchered that last name. But mm-hmm. when she was a member, she was uh, the, one of the first few new um, stars to come on when they did demo reel and then they, they just went back to nostalgia critic and she was like uh just another um regular member who partaked in the skits mm-hmm. so um they she was leaving because she wanted to go do something better and uh they apparently did this whole goodbye video that that was like in character or whatever and he accidentally deleted it <laughs> such a loss it's demo reel, like, you know. No, no, this was a Nostalgia Critic episode, oh. I think, where they, they gave her this big send-off. And then to make up for it, they just had her um, do a vlog. Just like, hey, guys, it's me. Uh, I'm leaving back out the glasses. See ya. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> losing, like, like a, a movie and, and the director just comes out. It's like, I don't have the movie, but hey, wanna, I'm going to do this vlog. So uh, I saw a movie last week. That's essentially what they did. And uh, he also lost a few of the vlog reviews that way. I think so. Good job. Um, we we we're sorry we, you keep coming up here, Doug. But hey, maybe you'll be on sometime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, I have nothing against him or anything. I just was like kind of surprised he went to YouTube to do that. But I think it was probably the week to do it because everyone was talking about um, YouTube politics and whatnot this past week or two weeks or whatever. YouTube's becoming a kind of a scary place because it's becoming more and more pseudo television and uh, policies are changing. There's a lot of robots behind the scenes that can just kind of, you know, people can abuse the system. They always could ever since, you know, it became augmented. And then you have like the Fine Brothers situation where 
you know, they're, they're trying to trademark things. They're trying to change licenses. And then you have a lot of bigger YouTubers getting screwed over, losing their channels. I mean, wasn't it I Hate Everything lost his channel recently, too? He's back now, but yeah, it was a big thing. Yeah. So it's just like, I don't know. It's terrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the copyright thing, I think it's a way more lenient than it was in like 2009 or so. Because back then, yeah, you couldn't even monetize. Like only certain people could be uh, YouTube partners and such. But now they'll just let anybody in. Yeah, well, you got to get that green. Yeah, I mean, uh, like a video, like only vloggers could get like a YouTube partnership back then. But now, like things like Watch Mojo that show copywritten footage under criticism, like they can monetize their videos now. So, like, it's getting better, but still fucked up. So, let's get into the questions. Unless anything has anything about Fine Brothers you want to say? No. Sorry to bring it up. You fucked up, Jim. Yeah. Sorry. Hashtag Jim fucked up. Sorry. Oh, man. Now I'm going to get all these tweets. This is going to be like rent all over again. Fine brothers <laughs> fucked each other. Pro- oh, man. Well. Hey, everybody. What's up? It's the Fine Brothers. And today we're going to be starting a new show called Kids React to Fine Bros Incest. Oh. Well, assuming assuming this is uh, this podcast is listened to like 10 years from now, let's explain the Fine Brothers situation. Basically, uh, these assholes who uh, make these videos called kids react or teens react to this like teens or react to the holocaust or teens react to <laughs> school shootings which is actually something that happened yeah that fucking happened they actually did a video on that kids react to school shootings they, they just show kids Wait, reaction. they didn't do the holocaust one they, I, they're gonna do it eventually you just know it but um you know what they, they should do uh, this is maybe a little too meta is try to get the kid convince the kids the Holocaust wasn't real and then be like we lied to you. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Sorry, was that too far? That was <laughs> Well Okay. <laughs> Go on, Jim. Hello? Yeah. Go on, Jim. <laughs> oh that, sorry. That, that was so bad the internet connection. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Sorry. It's because I read this thing about how when the Holocaust happened, they took photos of it. So no one could deny it didn't happen. And I thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. So it's, well, now yeah. they want to. Like now, now it's like there's so much of like uh, Germany is just kind of like, yeah, OK, let's just. They photographed the shit out of it. So no one could deny it because obviously it happened. But I thought it'd be anyway, we can talk about the Fine Brothers and ignore my really offensive Joke. Can we just stop and say that somehow this is how bad the Fine Brothers is that it led to a discussion about Holocaust? What the fuck? <laughs> oh. Okay, I think that I don't think that's. Mm, I, I'm debating. Let's back this car up. We just are about to drive into a ditch. <laughs> okay, but I, we were just on our way to get some McDonald's and then fucking Stev over here. <laughs> and then what? Jim. Wait, 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 wait! I'm the bad guy now. He's the one making the things. I just, I just basically observed what happened and i'm the bad guy now the fine brothers are gonna take us down because you compared them to the holocaust <laughs> steph fuck you is the title of this podcast <laughs> pizza party reacts fine brothers yeah fucking do it <laughs> fine brothers react to fuck world war podcast. II. fuck everything fuck you we're done hey, goodbye hey, if, if the fine bros want to come back come on the podcast <laughs> Mm-hmm. But yeah, so what the Fine Brothers did is they tried to co- trademark uh, React videos, and on their video, one of their videos, they said, "If you see anybody stealing, stealing a format, uh, like a video format, like their style of videos, don't stand for it." Even though people did Wait, this before they, they did. 
They didn't just copyright it. They said that as well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So basically what happened was they trademarked the word they were trying to, and they actually got through the trademark. The only thing that's really scary about the whole thing is that if they didn't post that video about React World announcing that you can now pay them to make videos for them, kind of, Mm -hmm. um, that people wouldn't even notice the trademark was going to go through. And there's like this 30 days of public omission where public can like write in letters to fight the copy, the, the trademark. If they would have waited just a week, just a week to post that video, it would have went through and it would have been much harder to fight. Mm-hmm. Wow. And you could definitely tell in their update video where the, like everyone started calling them out on their shit. And then they, they made an apology video, which was essentially, you guys are stupid. Why didn't you take the thing we fed you? Like, it, like none of their like what they said was wow. remotely like, I'm sorry. It was you didn't understand. You didn't get it you, like that. That's the whole video. And they look really, really pissed. And it's because they realized what they just did. They fucked themselves over and what they were trying to do. And I don't know what counselor told them to make that video that soon or if they just didn't listen to whoever they were like, you know, they answered to. But like it was (laughs) it was a big fuck up on their part. Thankfully, weren't they losing like thousands of subscribers and they lost like two million. They lost a million at like at least No, two because I heard like it was something like five to ten thousand an hour. Or it sometimes was. Like five minutes. It was like I've never heard of a channel losing that many subscribers so quickly. I mean, they didn't lose just as much as you're thinking. They lost about three hundred thousand subscribers no. in a period of like a week. It did, however, drop them from fourteen million to thirteen million. So like, uh, so it wasn't like a full million lost subscribers, but it was a ridiculous amount to where if you were watching the live counter. It was constantly going down with occasional going up, but mostly going down. And in one day, they did lose 100,000. No, they lost some. They, they lost 2 million. I remember this. Are you sure? Yeah, I heard, I heard no, they no, lost no. 2 million. They definitely lost a million. I saw it. They went from 14 million to 13 million. Right. But keep in mind that they were at the very beginning of 14 million when uh so like when it started dropping so it's not like they lost a whole million they they are still in 13 million though fine brothers got fucked up again wow yeah so they were trying to like create this thing called react world where it's like hey everyone you can uh call your videos react to this and we'll uh we'll make a community out of this and we'll just take a portion of your money for that you made on your videos but we're a community you know they just wanted to make an MCN with a face on it. Yeah. Yeah. What mm. a bunch of fucks. Well, because they, they, they try to pitch it as, uh, you know how like uh, McDonald's, not all of them are franchise owned. Some of them are privately owned. Mm-hmm. And like, say, say if you want to start up a restaurant and you're like, hey, I, but I want a bigger name attached to it so I know I'll be successful. You can buy the license to like, you know, be a McDonald's. And that's why some of those advertisements says only participating McDonald's because certain of them are independent and don't choose to do promotions. <laughs> um, so they, they with, uh, what it looked like they were trying to do, and maybe this was their intent and they're not as big assholes as we think. Wait, they were so trying you sa- to. Are, are you saying there's like indie McDonald's? Yes. Yes. Wow. That's cool. <laughs> Uh, there's all it's it's all the big franchises. So what they were trying to do, at least how they pitch, if you really step back, they might not realize what they were doing, but they probably did. I mean, they are assholes. They pay animators shit, and I don't like them. But like, um, they were trying to say that they were giving they're people the ability. Yeah, appreciate me. <laughs> 
No, uh, they were trying to sell people licenses to use their logos, branding, and quote unquote format, even though their format was been done since like what? Um, kids say the darnest things. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's that's the uh, doing a format is something that even like people who are bigger than them would never even do. Like, I don't think Grey's Anatomy would come after another medical show or like if ER before Grey's Anatomy had come after Grey's Anatomy and sued them for taking the same format. That would be like ridiculous because a lot of TV rips off other formats like that. That to me is creepy because that's like not acknowledging how art works at all. And mm-hmm. like to just take a format is like misunderstanding how like what are we like we don't really reinvent formats very often. So if someone's just going to try to copyright it and take it, that's egotistical on a level that even the biggest, most money reeking, raking in celebrities and bigwigs would never do. Mm-hmm. You know, well, they would never do that because they're like, obviously, you can't copyright a format. That's ridiculous. But they, I guess tried to which is says a lot about them if they oh think. no it says a lot okay first off they went after ellen oh, uh, yeah. ellen did a segment with like kids reacting to stuff and they were just like we're so disappointed in you ellen team internet or something stupid um it was just like they got upset because someone had a reaction on tv like they, they, they took it as a personal attack but on top of that if you really step back and think about it they're trying to cop or trademark a type of format that involves taking other people's content. Mm-hmm. Like none of their stuff is original content, Ooh. you know, like uh, they're not paying licenses to use other people's videos or even giving them partial of the ad revenue, which is something they want from people doing react videos now. Yeah. Oh, um. but also like uh, they, they actually did make their own original content. Like someone found like an old skit they did, like this crappy s- sitcomish thing that they try to do with like shitty I don't know, their shitty iPhone camera, and it was the most cringe-inducing, badly written skit you could ever see online, and it's like, this is why they don't do original things. <laughs> they were terrible. I'm surprised you guys don't mention, hey, it's Millie. Who? Okay, so back when uh, Shane Dawson was still a thing, he teamed up with the Fine Brothers to make a show called Hey, It's Millie, and it was about a little puppet girl named Millie. And the whole joke was that she gets, like, sexually abused all the time. What the fuck? Yeah, and uh, she gets abused, and she is, she's just positive about what it. What the fuck? That's, that, no, no, like, she takes her life in stride, not like she actually condones it or whatever. I don't know. I, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but yeah, it was, it was just basically abuse as a punchline, and that was it. What the fuck? The voice was funny, but that's about it. What? Uh, going going back to happiness and not that creepiness, the, they are still dropping, though. Like, as we speak, they're getting closer to uh, 13.5 million. Yay. What a shit show. They fucked yeah, that, hard on the front yard. I mean, that's like one of the biggest declines. I mean, the other thing is they've just taken such a hit in PR that it's going to take a while to be able to have a, a big kids react video be posted everywhere on Facebook and stuff. You know, they, they're going to have to have, it's going to have to be a really good reaction video. Like the one I suggested. Well, I mean, like, that would, that would, that would really well, like, you're and by the way, I came up with that idea. So I would like some AdSense revenue. Yeah. Well, but, um, I mean, they, I mean, you got to think like the, the normies and grandmas that watch this YouTube show, they're, they don't, they're, they probably don't know about this at all. 
I mean, they did take it down, both videos, so, like, they're trying to cover it up as much as possible, and they have retracted their trademark, so, like, they're, they're on that road. Wow. Covering it up like Germany. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, like, I'm really curious about YouTubers react, because how many YouTubers are going to want to touch that channel at this point? Because that's a PR nightmare on its own. <laughs> I'd go on, you know, it's like, hey, Fine Brothers, if I get money and... Won't even show your face. I know. I, I show my <laughs> icon, my avatar. Oh. Dude, dude, you should make one of those or get someone to make, you know, that, that, that giant, like, head that's in, like, all of Alephimio's videos, the, the mouse head or the dead yeah, mouse head. I need one of those. You should get one with your character, the pan pizza head. That's what I need. <laughs> That'd be yeah, awesome. We could, you could do, we could do pizza party live and you could wear the head, but then when people are sick of the head, you can take it off. Like when kiss takes off the makeup, oh. but maybe that's not such a good idea. Never mind. No, no it's another mask underneath. Oh, I like that. I like that. That'll be the new mask. This is great. Speaking of has been celebrities. I think they, they went the way of MC hammer. They just fucked themselves over. Well, they didn't do the funky head hunter yet. No. Which was his gangster rap album? If you know, no, that that one song where he was in his where MC Hammer was in his speedo and wasn't it Pumps in the Bumps? Yeah, Pumps in the Bumps. Yeah, that was that was off of the Funky Headhunter, which Suge Knight was involved in. They keep that out of the NWA movie. <laughs> They're like, let's let's not bring in the MC Hammer Suge Knight connection. That doesn't. That's the music video that killed MC Hammer's career. Oh, I think I think what really killed MC Hammer's career is um, culture took a huge shift when both. Nirvana and Ice Cube and, and NWA, well, Ice Cube and Gangster Rap in general and Grunge all came in in like the early 90s. And he was such an early 90s and late 80s thing that he just couldn't transition over. Like he was too squeaky clean and, you know, Reagan era. And then you had all these people who were like new and 90s and hip and he couldn't, he just couldn't adjust. Mm-hmm. Like he was just... He, he he had a, a nice little window of time, but he couldn't no. transition to another window. So, but now he's like rich as an investor or something. I don't know. What he did. I thought he was in debt. I don't. I'm not his lawyer. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know. Fine brothers Sorry. fucked it up again. Yeah. Let's get into the questions. Question time. Living rooms, bedrooms, dinettes. Oh yeah, you can find them at the market. We talking about flea market. Montgomery, it's just like, it's just like a mini mall. Hey, hey, don't stop. All right, if anybody has a question, be sure to start out with the word question so it's easier to find. And our first question is uh, the game train question. What is the weirdest commercial for a local company slash business you have seen? Um, I think I know one. It was for BG&E, which is Baltimore Gas and Electric, and it was like, wires down, red alert, don't go near, you'll get hurt, something, something, better run, and do not, do not, do not touch. I think that was it. Yeah, I remember that Was that with Louis the light bulb? No, it's like just a Baltimore gas and electric company, and that's how I, um, I would, anytime I'd meet someone from Baltimore after I moved away, we just start singing that song because everybody remembers it. This was like really lame. But there was this one local commercial that would always play. It's for like some place that sells like uh, used washing machines and dryers and such. And it was just these two Mexican guys saying, Donde es Willy? 
Like, where's Willie? And Willie would always be hiding in some sort <laughs> in these washing machines. Like, I guess that's where he lived, I believe. There was a used car place that I can't even find the ads. And it was like around 94, 95. And they just have a car would be in the middle of the, the set. And there'd be all these girls in like short mini skirts dancing around it and would have like, like kind of like early 90s, like um, party music playing and be like, buy a used car, no money down and like all this stuff. And like anytime that ad would come on, like whoever's house you're at, their mom would be like, I hate this ad. It's so terrible. But like I thought it was like so cool. It's like all these girls dancing. Oh, like that car must be pretty cool. Making all. All these ladies dance. Local yeah. commercials are the worst. They're like the lowest production values, and they just. Did you hear about the one Super Bowl? Will Ferrell paid to make, uh, or he made ads for a beer company, but they only aired in Milwaukee during the Super Bowl or something. What? Or like some? They only aired in one state, and but it was during the Super Bowl, and he so he made local a series of local beer commercials. Uh, and yeah, they only aired during one Super Bowl one year, and it was like one of the weirdest things he's ever done. <laughs> was it worth Forget, it? But I mean, it it made me talk about you know it made me think like wow that's it kind of I don't know oh it was old Milwaukee there we go oh I found it speaking of talking about commercials in general um you all seen that one commercial about. N- that those anti-smoking commercials where they played dubstep and a bunch of memes saying we could be the generation that kills smoking, but they play dubstep and they're just incorporating all these awful, awful memes. You guys know that? Yeah, no, I know. Like, Tru- those, it's the truth commercials. Yeah, those ads make me want to start smoking. They're so awful. I mean, the fact that we're talking about it and making fun of it, like, is this their intention? Like, making a commercial that's so terrible that people will talk about it? Kind of. Or they could or, be like the PETA of like uh, the smoky non-smoking world. They where they where they say they like um, advocate it, but they really just want publicity and money. Damn. Well, maybe maybe really. Big tobacco pays for them to make anti-tobacco lame, so therefore kids would smoke. That would be so oh fucking. Oh my mad. god! Holy shit! Did I just blow your mind? Oh my god, shit. dude! Crack the case. Because I every time I watch those, I go like, man, I hate anti-smoking people more than I hate smoking people. Like every time I watch those, and I go, wait a minute, because it doesn't like what kid would think those ads are cool? I mean, think about it, you know. I'm just saying. Holy shit. <laughs> this see, we're get, the FBI is going to show up and assassinate me later tonight. Oh, you just blew up. my mind. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> Next podcast Jim's busy. Everyone just thinks that actually happened. <laughs> so it's just one big conspiracy. I mean, I wouldn't put it past big tobacco. I'll put it that way. Would you? Um, possibly. That, I mean, they they may they're probably like in the billions. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I mean, if they had that much money to spare. I remember, like in fifth grade or so, my one of my counselors told the class that uh, tobacco pays for these anti-smoking commercials. But I don't know if that applies now. But it could. Oh, I think that was a part of a lawsuit. They had to pay for them, I oh, believe, yeah. or something. Yeah. 
oh, there's actually, a lot of weird, healthy, like, laws type things like that. Or how all – have you noticed that all the mascots for burger joints, like to kids' meal stuff, all disappeared except for Ronald McDonald? And with that one, it was Ronald McDonald had to air, like, exercising videos <laughs> during commercial breaks. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I guess the Burger King can't do exercise because his head's so big. Darn. I, I, I think he's a playable fighter in uh, one of the Fight Night games, the boxing video games. Like, I'm hoping you can unlock him. <laughs> I know he's there. Wait, do you remember there was this one ad and it was like during a Super Bowl and it was not to, not because the Super Bowl is today or maybe it is when we're recording. Yes, this. we're reco- actually we're it's, recording during Super Sunday. Yeah, we are. But I the, like to call it Super this, Who Gives a Shit. You can't say Super <laughs> You can't say Super Bowl because that's trademark. We got to call it the big game. You have to say the big, which is like if you ever want to read an uh, example of why the NFL is a pretty horrible corporate entity it's that they make everyone call it the big game like what anyway um but there was an ad one year and it was uh like kind of a public servants ad and it was like they'll they'll be the happiest like they'll they were showing this couple looking at a pregnancy test it was saying like you know all this stuff about you know getting pregnant and stuff and then it said they'll be the happiest and it goes grandparents in town and the camera turns and it's their daughter crying and then it says don't smoke weed or something and i was in college when that aired and the whole dorm started yelling boo turn that shit off what it was like like so many people were because apparently if you get high immaculate conception will happen and you'll just be pregnant that's what i got from that ad i don't know (laughs) or you'll get really horny i'm not sure i don't know but yeah, I remember that ad, and I was like so mad at anti-drug people after that. It was like, what the hell is that? Like, because <laughs> she got high, she had sex. I guess I don't know. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> wow. So next question, Goth Coffee says: Question: Have you guys ever watched a TV show when you were younger but forgot the name of it, but still remember it and end up trying to Google it? Because I watched this CGI cartoon about white lions in Las Vegas. Oh, I know what they're talking about. Um, it's on Netflix right now. It's called uh, Father of the Pride. It's this sitcom starring John... Oh, yeah. It was, on, it was in primetime, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It starred John Goodman, and they were the lions for us. What are the names? Uh, you know, Siskel the, the, and... The famous Vegas... Yeah. Um, you know... Uh, Oh, uh, uh, Siegfried and, Siegfried and Roy. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say yeah. Cisco and Ebert. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, I noticed. <laughs> no, but how could you have that Because that show? Because didn't one of their lions attack either Siegfried or Roy and, like, permanently, like, disable him? Yeah, I mean, they, they stopped doing their show, but, like, there's so many parodies of Cisco. I mean, those two <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> These aren't very comparable people. I I don't know. Their names are really weird. Siegfried and Roy. Siegfried and Siskel, it's too close. That show is surprisingly pretty good. I wound up putting it on one day, and I was expecting it to be kind of bad because it looks kind of awful, but it was entertaining. Although what's weird is uh, Donkey from Shrek appeared in an episode. Like, uh, he 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 did. He did. It's it's, it's a DreamWorks show, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's from DreamWorks, yeah, although the weird that. thing is, since this is TV CGI, the CGI looks like crap. But, like, when they have a, when the Donkey from Shrek guest stars, voiced by Eddie Murphy, well, for half the episode, they used, I believe, the same 
donkey model from the movies in this TV show. So he looks significantly better than everyone else in this show. It looks very jarring. And what show is this? Uh, Father of the Pride. It's on Netflix. Oh, okay. What was this, like, 10 years ago in Aaron? Yeah. Yeah. I remember I was watching it, and they say, and don't forget to watch Shrek 3 coming in 2006. (laughs) The funny thing is, Shrek 3 actually premiered in 2007, so they even they were wrong on their own show. I mean, their own franchise. I know. In that episode itself, it was um, his son was being, like, really disappointed in his father. And so his father's like, yeah, I know donkey. And then obviously couldn't actually get the donkey. So they find the look alike. It's, it's silly. It's, it's what you expect. Siegfried and Roy actually had another cartoon. It was by Deke animation. Uh, Siegfried and Roy masters of the impossible. It's where they're magicians in medieval times. And like, I found the DVD at a supermarket is like, I need to see this, and I never saw it. When was that? I thought on? you were gonna. I thought you were gonna be really tasteless and say Sigmund Freud masturbators of the universe. <laughs> like, yeah. But no, you, you, you surprised me. You uh, you gave me a a, a runaround. Good job, Pan. Another ten. <laughs> yeah, but this cartoon from like I think ninety nine. It's like a straight to video film, or maybe it was like a a three-episode pilot. I guess they were trying to capitalize on their success, which after the whole lion incident, uh. They just vanished and don't do shows anymore. Yeah, but they, oh, you make so much money doing a show in Vegas. I'm sure they're fine. Yeah. <laughs> Masters of the Impossible is what it's called? Yeah. Masters of the Impossible. It's no universe, you know? <laughs> I didn't think they make celebrity-driven cartoons like this anymore. But yeah, so they they had two cartoons. Yeah, but crap. Going back to this person's question, uh, have you guys ever watched a TV show when you were younger but forgot the name of it and tried to Google it but can't? I, I've found most of them. There's yeah. not any I, I couldn't or wanted to find. Some of them I, ju- I just don't care. I think there was a Robin Hood one. Do you remember Sunday morning cartoons? No. Or I, did you guys? I remember they, uh, local channel cartoons. They, yeah. they used to, Well, that, yeah, they had those. But they also had, for a little bit, they had Sunday morning cartoons if your parents were heathens and didn't go to church. And... They would have like stuff like this Robin Hood cartoon that I remember really being into, and I, I every time I think about looking it up, I don't. <laughs> True story. Yeah, <laughs> Jim, that's so riveting. Please tell me. Thank, th- oh well, there was one time where I think I might have had eggs and or cereal while watching it. Holy fuck! <laughs> but uh, cartoons that I remember watching, uh, I remember like channel surfing in the late '90s, and there was I don't know, I just stumbled on this weird cartoon human like this giant slobbering guy just like taking a bite out of like some smaller creature or some fruit and i don't know it's very overly animated well like this demonic looking human well my uh, cousin said don't watch that and i thought it's it's a cartoon it's for kids and they just we just changed the channel and i was like what was that i had no idea the slobbering human like i thought it'd be from uh Natural Born Killers, because I heard that had animation sequences, but I I watched that recently, and it's not that. So I don't know what this footage was. Actually, there was a there is a thing I saw, and it's it got aired on USA a lot, and it's just a little short, weird, trippy, very like kind of like the R. R Crumb drawing of uh, I guess was it the Grateful Dead thing, Mm -hmm. where it's that guy with the long legs and stuff. And it was like that, but it aired on USA a lot. And I actually didn't see it. This is a very weird story. But I saw it from a friend who taped it in the 90s. And I actually saw it in the 2000s. And we found it online and we watched it again. 
And recently I realized I do not know what it was called and I, I haven't been able to find it. So that's probably my only cartoon thing. It's like this weird – it was a short thing that did air. And I, my memory of its history was it did air at festivals and stuff in the 60s or 70s. And somehow USA used to air it a lot. But I, that's all I know. Mm-hmm. So. If anybody's watching this, send me all your weird VHS recordings of 90s TV. I'll take that. <laughs> I, it's not a cartoon, but like for me, there's this movie about vampires, I think. And all I can remember is the very end of it where um, his family is locked in like a room. Everything's like cement like walls. And uh, when the sun hits them, they turn to ashes. Like they turn to like dust. And I can't remember anything besides that. And everyone I've mentioned, it's like... I, I got nothing for you. Nope. Hmm. I don't want. I wonder. But that's all you remember that the family was all vamp- vampires. Well, I think I think it was a guy, uh, the guy trying to save his family who were locked up, and he wasn't able to get to them before the villain, you know, like the sun reached it. So, yeah, I, it was a very sad ending. <laughs> hmm. There's a couple movies I think maybe, but I don't think it would fit that. Yeah. Okay. Maybe Near Dark. That's a good movie anyway, though. I think that happened in that, which is a a cool vampire movie. It's actually directed by Catherine Bigelow, but I might just be thinking of a cool uh, vampire movie, so I might be wrong. But either way, see Near Dark. It's pretty cool. All right. I uh, put on the queue. Yeah, but thinking back to what I was describing a few minutes ago, like maybe it was something like by Peter Chung, Aeon Flux. Like, it could be that for all I know, because Aeon Flux well, was it, terrifying. Well, the thing is, Liquid Television had so many random shorts that it might have been something on Liquid Television. But And also, MTV used to play weird little snippets of animation because they had an animation studio right in their building, and they had animators on staff who did the little interstitials and then things they would just throw in randomly. So... It might have been one of those even. I'm, I'm from what you're describing. It sounds like Liquid Television. Yeah. So I think I would go. Isn't Liquid Television all available online somewhere? Mm-hmm. I think it might be. Mostly, I think. But uh, all of an- I would check MTV's animation is just like it's not what it. They're pretty much dead. I mean, they are bringing back no, Celebrity is. Deathmatch, but that's about it. I think. But well, even when Celebrity Deathmatch happened, it was kind of dead. It was only really a thing. Uh, when Liquid Television started until like Aeon Flux ended, mm-hmm. you know, Celebrity Deathmatch was kind of the last gasp of it. And Daria is a fine show, but the animation isn't that good. Yeah. You know? Or Clone High, I guess, happened after, but that's yeah. anyway. That Two thousands, early two thousands was the era when they stopped. Uh, when it seemed like they were just going down. Yeah, they didn't really. I never felt like they supported animation after uh, Beavis and Butthead because they would support Daria by playing it incessantly. But like everything else they had that animated, it was kind of like if you knew it was on, but if you didn't, you probably wouldn't. But there's probably people who watched tons of MTV at the time who didn't even know about Clone High. Mm-hmm. So. But I think uh, Adult Swim is what uh, MTV was to animation right now. Mm-hmm. They're, the, they're the more experimental, like weird stuff. Just yeah, I mean you'll no, find some what, random animation sometimes on Adult Swim. That's what uh, MTV used to be in the '90s, and I only kind of got it was more the early '90s. Is they would just suddenly start playing like a really old music video in the middle of a bunch of new ones, or a short film that they had the rights to, or it was a lot more random. But then what happened? Um, 
since I've, I've talked to people who work there and intern there and they said when MTV was at its peak of popularity in the end of the 90s and when that happened a lot of stuff started to change and Viacom took a bigger interest in it and it became more formatted and so randomly putting a weird video that they just found in the archives uh, was over mm. and so like it was it was a really fun channel when I was a like early teen but then by the time I was like out of high school it was kind of over it was kind of sad I mean early cable is such a cool thing because they just would be like what can we buy the rights to that's cheap and they would just air whatever sometimes but like that when cable became big business it stopped being random and cool. I would argue part of the problem is demographics well, because it's like, it's, it's demographic. It, the demographic thing is true, but I think it's also that what happened is it became less even about demographics. It became more about like A and E used to be the biography channel, basically. And then when Duck, go like Duck Dynasty and all that stuff, and Dog, Dog the Bounty Hunter, when networks could have big mainstream hits, they stopped trying to be itch and weird and that's kind of what killed cable is having like the osbournes or having a reality hit or even like comedy central would play stuff like mystery science theater or weirder shows and was now it's like the maxim comedy network or something like it's just like like, it sucks i don't know (laughs) it was all about the niches cartoon network was about cartoons tech tv is about tech comedy central is about comedy and then I don't know where they're like, well, it's got to hit these different demographics. So if Comedy Central is hitting mostly, you know, like what, 29 year old men, let's put cops on there or something. Or there was, yeah. no, that might have been more G4 with tech TV. But like you know, at one point, it was like the, you, you, if you wanted to watch something about video games, technology, computers, anything like that, you would watch tech TV or G4. And then it became like, why is the man show and cops on this? Yeah. I, it, it was, but 90s cable was a random, weird, beautiful creature. And then corporate America came along and shot it and put it on its wall. Yeah. yeah. But I think uh, Adult Swim is the, it keeps that sort of spirit alive. Oh yeah, definitely. No, they, they used those guys, what they did with space, uh, space ghost. And even the, they would air cartoons like regular Herculoids with laugh tracks <laughs> attached to them. Like they did some cool stuff and they continue that. So that I really, I appreciate that, but they're kind of it, I think, right? I mean, that's – or uh, actually, what's it? The FXX uh, oh, yeah. cartoon thing, ADHD. They do some cool stuff, but they're not as – they're not – they're kind of just the cracked to um, Adult Swim's Mad Magazine, basically, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, even Adult Swim plays more music videos, which – I mean, I think really once once YouTube became a thing, like, you can't really just have a channel of just music videos. It's just – why would you watch that when you can watch whichever one you want on YouTube? But the discovery part is gone. Like, you can't just watch something and just see all these weird music videos, except for Adult Swim every so often when they play music. To be fair, music videos were off MTV way before YouTube. Yeah, what killed it exactly? Um, it kind of, well, it's kind of when MTV started making shows. When they started, they had a hit game show in the late 80s called Remote Control and then they had The Real World and as soon as they started making shows and more shows and had hits like Daria was a hit Beavis and Butthead was a hit once these shows were hits they would you'd come on the weekend they would have these marathons of the real world like every weekend and suddenly you couldn't watch music videos and then they made MTV2 which 
then eventually had the same problem that MTV had. And then they had to just make channels that were just MTV hits and MTV jams and stuff. So it just got worse and worse. But it's basically like they made TV shows. It's like every cable channel's problem is they make a different kind of show. It becomes a hit. And they go, now we can make tons of shows. You know, like at, uh, AMC used to just be a movie channel. And now they suddenly play Mad Men and stuff and Walking Dead. I mean, that doesn't make any sense if you think about it. Yeah. But just happens. Uh, so. Better call Saul. I guess also streaming. No, I mean, I like the. Hold on. I like those shows. I'm just saying that, like, it is a little odd. They're not made. They weren't in, uh, made to do that initially. They, so. They're no longer the American Movie Channel or whatever it was called. Yeah. Well, they were. The problem is, is they were a ripoff of TCM, and TCM tried original programming and it failed. And they just went, well, let's just stick to what we're doing. So, mm-hmm. which is better because I love that channel. Yeah. But also streaming, I guess that's also helps with the whole discovering random things you never heard of or newer movies. Like just go on Netflix and you'll just find all these weird animated specials or uh, TV movies that I never heard of. Like I didn't know there was a a Chronicles of Riddick TV movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's by Peter Chung also of Aeon Flux. But there's this one scene that's done by the one of my favorite artists, Robert Valley, who did Motor City and... I forget what else. Right. Didn't you do Death uh, Metalocalypse? Uh, no. Or is it just his studio? I think his I studio. He... But no, well, Titmouse. I don't think he owns Titmouse. I thought he did. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, Chris, okay, Chris Pernerski owns Titmouse. Oh, okay. Sorry. But I guess next question. HP Nut Soda. Question. What is the worst movie of 2015, excluding Gem? Also, can Emily sing... Pretty Pretty Princess at the end of the podcast. I don't know what song that is, but besides Jim, what's the worst movie of 2015? I did a worst of list and I put Strange Magic and... That came out 2015? Yeah, well, it was early 2015. So I said, I thought Strange Magic, Hitman, Agent 47, and The Road Ship were all worse than Jim. Uh, but Jim was certainly up there, so... yeah. Hmm. Well, for me personally, I didn't see that many terrible movies in theaters. I saw Paul Blart, Mall Cop, and that was okay. Jesus Christ. Also, Transporter rebooted or refueled. Oh, you saw that? Yeah, I was like, well, it was, we were bored. It's like, uh, let's, what do we do? Let's just watch a movie. What's available? This. Oh, well. And I thought, I mean, <laughs> you, you ever just watch a movie and think, this would be better as a parody? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just want to get the movie transporter rebooted or whatever and just like rewrite it as like a, some sort of parody and like no one will know that it's a parody of this particular movie because nobody saw it so you know people would just think i'm hilarious or whatever i was i saw a, a older classic hollywood movie and they had it was a comedy but apparently they had this script and they felt the script was too cliched um and too like a, a, another movie so they actually gave it to bob Hope and Bing Crosby and had them rewrite it as a comedy. So there's actually precedent for this before, which I thought was really interesting because they were like, well, you're going to make a parody anyway. So why not use the script that we have the rights to? That's kind of uh, a really bad example of that genre. I mean, that that happened with this one anime, um, Ghost Stories, I believe. (laughs) (laughs) I recently just watched the Ghost Stories. There's a serious anime but, like, when they brought it over to America to dub it, they were like, yeah, this is shit. Uh, just do whatever. And they turned it into just this parody dub. You're such brave, strong, handsome men. Have you accepted Jesus as your personal savior? No, I'm Jewish. I just want to make sure that you're saved. I am. And ever since I was saved, I've had the gifts. 
and I can sense this place is haunted. Principals always look like lesbians. Mom? No, it can't be. What is that? Well... She looks like... Careful! No, that picture! When I volunteered at the wonderful Exodus Homosexual Conversion Camp, I met this woman who was there who looked a lot like that lesbian, I mean woman. By any chance, you don't remember what her name was. Kayako? That's our mother! What? No, 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 that's not, that's not accurate. Hmm. Um, what happened was that ghost stories underperformed terribly in Japan. And so when they were licensing it, the um, Japanese company was like, you can do whatever the fuck you want with this so long as A... Like the story kind of remains the same, and B, it makes it makes money. <laughs> Otherwise, do whatever the fuck you want. We don't care. Just give us some, make us some goddamn money. Wow. So then they were like, okay, let's just fucking rip, rip this anime a new one, and so they did, and it was probably one of the funniest dub jobs ever. Oh, just like one of my favorite gags is they turned like one of the girls into like a a very hardcore Christian. Like there's a part where she gets like scared. And, like, it goes out of nowhere. Like, she's, like, you know, just talking normally. And then, hey, did you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? And, like, then there's not even enough mouth movements. But it was just, like, me and my friend were watching it. <laughs> no, and we're not no. expecting it whatsoever. No, but then the other kid's like, no, I'm Jewish. <laughs> there's actually uh, fun, two examples of that that happened before. One is Woody Allen made a movie early on called What's Up, Tiger Lily? And he took, a, a, like, a kung fu movie and redubbed it to be, like, a parody. But then there's also, you know, that movie that came out called Dougal. Oh God, you that? I have that. Yeah, okay, movie. so so it's based on a show called The Magic Roundabout, which is a British show. But basically, what they did is, I think they took a French or Italian show, and this comedian dubbed over it, and he didn't know what the show was about in the other language. He just made it his own show through a dub, and so that's how it became popular. This guy taking footage and dubbing it over. Yeah. Dougal. I know this is unrelated to the. Uh, go ahead, you're talking about Dougal. Okay, well, I got that DVD, but you, you know who uh, wrote the script to the dubbed version of Dougal, the joke dub? Butch, Har- Butch Hartman, creator of Fairy Odd Parents. Hmm. Yeah, but like, I, I watched oh, the movie and it's pretty much nothing but pop culture references. Like, they're just referencing like The Matrix or whatever was popular at the time. And the movie's mm. just terrible. <laughs> But uh, I found out that yeah, speaking of movies that were dubbed or changed, I always thought Milo, Milo and Otis, I think it's what's called the movie with like the cat and the, the, the pug and the cat. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, apparently that's a Japanese film. Yeah, it is. Uh, do you know about the production of that? Uh, I mean, I know that like it doesn't have that little like no animals were harmed in the making of this one. <laughs> oh, no. Like, like it was basically like an animal slaughter. Like most of those cats and puppies, kids and puppies died. What? Uh, yeah, they like Shit. killed a lot of dogs and uh, cats to make that. Oh, those well, like gone home, the- those gone home movies or whatever. No, just um, Milo and Otis. I, I've I've heard about that oh. for a long time. Because like basically then- they throw like a pug at a bear <laughs> for him to fight. And yeah, you, know, you, have to, you have to remember a pug is like the, the most like reverse evolution thing possible to what it's supposed to be. Like it's the furthest thing from being no. a, a fighter. It's a hell. It's yeah. also inbred. Yeah. So yeah. Like, they killed. The, well, they that, threw a pug at a bear. <laughs> what? They also they, they, threw them off like waterfalls what? and shit. Oh, Will Disney did yeah, the yeah, same. Yeah, no, no. The, the, there's like three like attempts where they threw a cat over a cliff to get a shot. Like it's a. <laughs> oh. But they just kept throwing cat. They just like that was like. What the fuck? Because they don't have. 
regul they don't I don't think they have the regulations in Japan that we have about animals mm-hmm. and film shoots. So yeah, I, I don't know the exact number, but it was in at least the double digits how many animals they killed to make that movie. Wow. I mean, it's kind of like uh, what, what uh, Disney did in their documentaries in the 50s about uh, lemmings. There was this one documentary where they're showing lemmings just running off a cliff. And they were saying that lemmings very often do this, just run off a cliff and kill themselves. If if the leader is running down a cliff, they're all going to do it. But <laughs> it was a lie because uh, it turns out that they, they were just chasing these lemmings and forcing them off the cliff. And that that just created this whole stereotype about Lemmings and the entire video game franchise of Lemmings owes its uh, entire existence to this one Disney documentary. Oh, my God. Yeah, because they made a lot of Disney nature documentaries back in the day. I want to believe that was Disney being like, all right, we're going to make up this false fact, sell it as real. And then when people start making franchise stuff out of it, like a video game series, we get to sue the pants off them, tell them it's not real. No, they're not. They're not as evil as big tobacco. Come on. (laughs) Are you sure? Well, I I don't know, but I have a side project where I want to animate Mickey Mouse, but using the voice from Mr. Krabs from SpongeBob. And it's just something along the lines of like, I don't care about their feelings. I care about their money. (laughs) Wow. I think you will get sued, yeah. but have fun with that. <laughs> Speaking of weird trademarks, um, you know how Frankenstein is in the public domain, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, the part about Frankenstein having those bolts in his neck, that's actually trademarked by Universal. Oh. you Actually, you want to hear a weird... Have you ever seen The Bride of Frankenstein? Uh-uh. <laughs> so there isn't a sequel book to Frankenstein. So at the beginning of The Bride of Frankenstein, they have Mary Shelley hang out with her husband and Lord Byron and Lord Byron asks her, I know you didn't write a sequel book, but if you were, what would it be like? And then the preceding movie is her telling what her sequel would be. So it looks like Mary Shelley came up with the idea of Bride of Frankenstein. <laughs> I'm serious. That's oh, wow. Movie. I mean, it's a good movie, but it is kind of like, wow, you guys just like didn't give a shit in the thirties. They were just like, let's just, have act make it look like she wrote it. It's like hilarious. Good enough. <laughs> hmm. But uh, they should get Michael Crichton to narrate the next Jurassic World. <laughs> but uh, next question. Uh, Zeep stirred. Oh, it's fucking Zeep. God damn Who it. Who the fuck is Zeep? Shout that? out to the lads. You can all go fuck yourselves. What did he do to you? What's, that? What's going on? It's, it's they're friends. It's an in joke. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Zeep stirred. Question. Do you have any secret cringy videos from your past? Is this is this like targeted? To- oh, you motherfucker! He knows what he's doing. What is he doing? <laughs> oh my god, I have two. Okay, oh um, I'm gonna go kick his ass after he's done with the after I'm done here. But uh, there were two videos I made when I was a kid. One was when I wanted to be like nostalgia critic, so I made this review called the Critics, except I spelled it the Critiques because I thought, hey, that's funny. <laughs> that made no sense so i made that review it was a 25 minute long review of an episode from kids next door and it was so fucking awful and cringy and i i still have it um unlisted on my youtube channel so like people have to ask me for the link but should i link it in the description uh, you've done it before i'm pretty sure but then i have to go find it again and you know it's it's... no no i'm just saying but yeah i'll give you links to both of the videos um so yeah, that was one of them, the cr- the critics, and then another was a parody of these Eggo Waffle commercials from the early late two thousands, where um, 
It it was who laughed? What? No, that was. I just like that's such a random thing to make a parody of. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, and it was the little. If anybody remembers, there was this little girl, and she's like, "Well, I I fucking love waffles and shit." And then her dad's like, and dad's like, "I'm gonna steal that shit." And so they always have like these really weird roundabout ways. He's gonna try to steal some mega waffles instead of going to the fucking store and buying them because he's the goddamn provider of the house. He should fucking be able to get his own waffles. But anyway. Um, so he, like the plan will usually fail, but, um, because the little girl is just doing her own thing or whatever. And then it ends with her going Lego, my ego. And, uh, I got, and me and my friends were like, oh, God, we, we want to be internet famous. Like Fred, like, what should we do? Uh, most of my terrible videos stem from wanting to be internet famous from like all these other people. So, um, yeah, uh, this one was like, what if we turned that like little girl who loved Eggo waffles into like this, a uh, slutty woman who was like, I love Eggo waffles. And, uh, yeah, that happened. And, uh, uh Wait, were you, did you play the slutty woman? Yes. Oh, wow. Now I kind of want to watch this. Well, there you go. You can watch Yay. it right now. We'll link it in the description. <laughs> we okay. could make a react video to us watching this video. Yeah. And my, um, kids next door review had like 15,000 views. Wow. Yeah. I guess you could say I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> anyway but yeah no it, it um 136 likes and 57 dislikes like i said i'm a big deal <laughs> so so if you guys want autographs uh we'll line up at the next convention i'll be there um oh, okay are you which which convention all of them wow all every yay. single one wow i'll try to show up to a random convention i'm gonna go to an auto show convention so hopefully you'll be at that. No, not that one. Oh, not that one. Okay, are they you, know what are, they fucking did to me the last time I went there. Those fuckers. They are. I was. I was gonna go to a, a plumbers convention. Are you gonna be at that? Yeah, I'll be at that one. Okay, I'll go to that one. Okay, you know plumbers are awesome. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, they're really cool. I like how they don't wear ties. You know, very casual. Very casual. Yeah. Well, you know, if you're gonna be a plumber, you know, my best. I'm friends with Luigi and other dumb references <laughs> but uh there was this one thing that i did when i was younger this uh basically you guys remember the andy milanakis show yes i do i write peas on my head but don't call me a pea head bees on my head but don't call me a bee head bruce lee's on my head but don't call me a lee head now please excuse me i got to get my tree fed you wear name brands and i make my own clothing i hang out with an apple who loves self-loathing I hate myself. It's my show, I'm Spandy's Willishmonkis. It's my show, I'm Andy Milanakis. Okay, so for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Andy Milanakis in real life, he's this actor. You've seen him in a few movies, possibly. He voices Neptor in Adventure Time, that little toaster with a claw and a can on its head. He's ba- Wait, that's him? Yeah, that's Neptor. He's that's him. I didn't know that. That's yeah. crazy. Oh wow. So, okay, sorry. Andy Milanakis in real life, he's actually a like a forty year old man, but he has that Webster's disease where he looks like a little kid. That's not part of his act. He really is that. Anyway, <laughs> uh-huh. so there was a show that he had on MTV, the Andy Milanakis show, and it was just a bunch of random skits with this one kid, and it was just basically shit posting and just random crap. And me and my cousin thought it was so funny that uh, we got our video camera and we 
uh, she recorded me doing all these horrible skits. And I am thankful that YouTube wasn't around back then. Otherwise, that those videos would have been online and someone could have found them. But no, now they're just possibly in just this little cassette on one of these older cameras. No, I've I've made a lot of short stuff in the 2000s before there was YouTube and I rewatched some of it and I considered posting some of it because I was like, maybe it's not so bad. And after I went through it all, I went, it is that bad. And I <laughs> locked it. I locked it away. I mean, I do still have... You a- didn't lock away that one review where you have like the cowboy hat on. You just go, yeehaw. Oh, you know what's... You know what... Uh, it's funny you bring that up because a lot of people really like that video. Oh my god! Where, where, I, yeah, where I say all those dumb things. Yeah, people like that. One. I don't know. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of uh, my old reviews from like 2010, 11 that are still gone. And but I mean, I have them saved. But it's like I don't want to upload them. They're pretty bad. Well, like the first, I think you're you do reviews most of that stuff is terrible yeah if you're it's like most of the stuff i posted my first year isn't on youtube because it's just like not very good and you think you know what you're doing and you don't and it takes a couple years to like be a good critic especially when my only microphone like i remember i first started with like this uh, guitar hero microphone this usb mic and Obviously, that sounds like shit. Yeah. Like, so I had this one shitty headset for the PlayStation 3. And if you ever see my older videos that are still up, like the earliest ones, and you just hear a clicking sound, that's the headset itself. Wow. <laughs> it's It was a mess of a production. I mean, most bigger YouTubers who've done it for a couple of years don't have most of their early videos are unlisted or completely gone. Yeah. So... I mean, maybe I should just upload all of them, like, in one one long video, just, like, yeah, just, you know, just, like, one video, and that's it. That's all you need, the entire thing saved in one marathon video. You could almost brand it as, like, can you make it to the early years? <laughs> and uh, you, 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 if you clickbait it with that, that challenge stuff, it works really well. It's amazing, the psyche. Surviving the cringe. Or, like, Wait. if you re-upload all your reviews and it's up to, like, 100 hours or something and you post that, that video will do really well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's background noise. Someone will leave it on in the background at least while they're jerking off or such. You know, that's what I do. But anyway. <laughs> Wait, Steph, do you have embarrassing videos? Oh, doesn't want to say. <laughs> you fucked um, up, no, no. Uh, I mean, they're not, like, on YouTube. Uh, I, they're, like, on my personal U- uh, Facebook uh, there was this thing where I was a student ambassador at the school I went to and I forgot why, but we made this, we had a green screen and we made a video and essentially it's like one of the girls being a superhero and then me being a bag monster. And it's just like a bunch of bags all over me. And it's got like this really shitty, like comic book border around it. And every time she gets, you know, the word pal pops up, um, that's my first time doing anything in after effects. Yeah, that's I. This is gotta wait a couple of days before this goes up. I can get rid of it. You can. I can get rid of it. You can be the next <laughs> Star Wars kid if you do that. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Be the next no, Star Wars kid, and and he had a great time after he became famous. So. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I'm, uh, you know what? I'm doing it now. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Goodbye, video. <laughs> I am thankful YouTube wasn't around back then. So bad. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad there wasn't. I mean, part of me thinks it would have been a great outlet when I was a teenager, but I'm also like, I probably would have done something immensely stupid 
when I was 17. Mm. So I feel for you, 17-year-olds making embarrassing videos. I feel for We're you. We're all embarrassed. Like, every video I do is a cringe video. Hmm. But is this... The Rugrats one was good. I like that one. <laughs> I don't know. But I guess, is this the end of the video, or do you want one more? Um, I'm a, I guess this is the end. Okay, For, fuck you, Casey Corley, and your question of favorite DreamWorks trope. Goodbye, every pony. My favorite DreamWorks... DreamWorks smirk! The dream, that's no, it. the DreamWorks uh, dance-off at the end, that's the best. Bye. Who invented <laughs> oh, yeah, that? Like, was it Shrek that did that first? No, I think Disney movies did it. Like, that's an animation thing. That's like an animation test, like, to make your character dance. I feel like everybody does that. Like, when, when did it start just becoming a thing that everybody puts at the very end? I think, it, actually, my DreamWorks might have made it popular, but it existed before. Damn, we gotta find who started it and just end it. Well, goodbye, every pony. Play us out. And Stop fucking uh, seeing that, God. The next video is, is either top ten worst Nickelodeon moments or Tony Hawk's Boom Boom Sabotage. Yes. Sing us out, Emily. <laughs> and Stephanie. And, Ste and, Ste and Stephanie. Nobody gives a shit about Stephanie. Fuck you, Stephanie. Oh, man. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Wait, wait. That's Stephanie? Like, yes. I, I, you sound exactly like the, the nerd from uh, Spongebob. Yeah. So, that's Spongebob. Simpsons. That, that's that's my job. I'm a voice actor now. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was there in the season five of Simpsons as, as squeaky voice teenager. Paper or plastic? Ooh. Bye, everybody. See you at, like, every convention ever. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 It starts with One thing? I don't know why It doesn't even matter how hard you try Keep that in mind I designed this rhyme to explain in due time All I know Time is a valuable thing Watch it fly by as the pendulum swings Watch it count down to the end of the day The clock ticks a life away So unreal Didn't look out below Watch the time go right out the window Trying to hold on but didn't even know I wasted it all just to watch you go I kept everything inside and even though I tried it all fell apart what it meant to me will eventually be a memory of a time when I tried, I tried so hard and got so far but in the end it doesn't even matter I tried to fall to lose it all but in the end it doesn't even matter what thing I don't know why. It doesn't even matter how hard you try. Keep that in mind. I designed this rhyme to remind myself how I tried so hard.